Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for going out of your way to join me for today's podcast. I'm just so excited. Uh, last week, we had the opportunity to do our first roundtable here in Plano, and uh, it was the largest one we've ever had at our location, and I'm so thankful to all of you that came. And then I was also just so thrilled with the atmosphere and the content. I believe that the lesson that God has me doing on for your church to get bigger, your team has to get better, is a home run. Uh, I felt so good about it, even though every time you teach, you add a little bit more. And I just think that's a lesson that's going to help a lot of you, and you need to be in the room. So there's some rooms that are ahead of you, February 2nd in uh, Puyallup, uh, Washington, uh, February 27th in Orlando, Florida, and March 5th in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm telling you, you need to be in the room. You're going to hear me say it verbatim time and time again. When you listen to something, you add to your life. But when you're in the room, you multiply your life. I know as a leader, being in the room is the multiplier. So if you want to get ahead and you want to get on the fast track, don't just add, but multiply. I know you can sit there and hear the podcast. That's going to add. But when you're in the room, you're going to multiply. You can go to GeraldBrooksMinistries.com and you can get all the information and you can sign up. But I'm telling you, if you're coming to one of these, bring some of your team members because it's going to help them. I want to take a, a few minutes and talk to you how to lead and last, how to lead and last. As a leader, you look around and reality sets in, and the truth is pretty painful because very few leaders last, regardless of the field, the industry, very, very few leaders last. Spiritually, we know this is true. All of you that do what I do and sit in the kind of seat that I sit in, we all know people who used to lead. We all know people who used to be in ministry. We all know people who used to go to church. And there's this growing list that the longer you're in here, that your list of people who used to did it exceeds those that are doing it. Why is that? Because very few people last in leadership. We know in Fortune 500 companies that uh, the CEO lasts about 4.8 years. And what that tells us is this, getting to the top is one thing, staying at the top is an entirely different thing. So getting to the top of whatever industry, whatever ministry, that's one thing, but staying at the top is another thing. But the Bible gives us a key, and I believe it is the key. I believe the longer I've done this, the more I believe that it is the key. And God gives us the key to being able to understand how to last in leadership. And that key is, it's called humility. See, humility is the key to lasting. Yeah, I know that's not one of those words that we like that just pops on the screen for us because humility is just one of those words that brings a lot of awkwardness at times and brings a lot of challenge at times, but humility, and it is the life extender for leaders. See, the longer you lead, 
the more um, humility you need. I want you to get it. The longer you lead, the more humility you need. Why? Because humility is a life extender in leadership. So humility requires you to take God more seriously and yourself less seriously. And let's just be honest. (coughs) Excuse me there. Let's just be honest. There are times that when someone leads a long time, they tend to take themselves more serious. They tend to talk about their story. They talk about their events. They talk about their circumstances. They talk about their issues. But none of those things are really, really what is paramount. See, humility is the ability to be able to process God in a serious fashion and many times to back away from you and not look at you as being so serious. Humility is a constant reality check. It just makes me be real, but it makes me be real first with God, and then it makes me be real with myself. And that's why humility is so powerful, is that it is that ongoing reality check. Humility is requires that you dig that you dig deep into your heart, you dig deep into your soul, that you go to the bedrock, that you fulfill what is said in the Bible, where it literally says, weep with those that weep and rejoice with those that rejoice. It gets you into those emotional moments that you have to dig through. It gets you to those moments where you have to contemplate, search me, O God, and try me and show me if there be any wicked way. It makes you go to Psalm 19, uh, let the words of my uh, mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. All of those, whether it's the emotional side, whether it's the searching and reflecting side, whether it's God, give me some updates on on where I am in the status report right now. All of those things happen in humility. So you have to dig. Now, the thing about digging is you got to go deep. And it's what is said in the Bible that it says, you know, that deep cries unto deep. That when you go deep, God takes you deeper. And so you begin to cry out to God. Now, in natural events, you have the Transamerica Tower, which I believe is in the San Francisco area. Uh, That tower is one of those emblems of, of, of just when you see it, you know that it's an icon building, the way it was built, the, the nature of it. But because it was built in a place that is really subject to earthquakes, its engineering is very pronounced. It's not only that its engineering is pronounced, but because of its height, you look how tall it is. But every time you see something that stands tall, you know that they had to dig deep. I want you to get the analogy. Anytime you see something that stands tall, that means that you have to dig deep. Now, in the Trans-America building, they had to go down 52 feet. 
And I believe it was at 52 feet that they began to create the pad that this whole thing is going to stand on. And I believe it was 9 to 12 feet once they went down 52 feet that they began to create this amazing foundation. See, that's what humility is. It's digging deep until you think you can't go any deeper. And then it's beginning to build a foundation based on the deepness so that God can take you and elevate you to ministry and business possibilities you would never be able to reach if you didn't go deep. Most people want to go tall. They just don't want to go deep. Now, I was listening to a young man speak a couple of years ago, and he's young. And my prayer is, is that he'll overcome being young. Some people, they can't overcome being young. Young gets them. David said, you know, when I was young, but now I'm old. And a lot of people don't get old because they don't handle being young well. But this young man was talking about the speed at which his church was growing, the speed at which he was doing things. And I thought to myself, don't tell me the speed at which you succeed. Tell me the depth at which you grow. Don't tell me the speed at which you succeed. Tell me the depth at which you grow. Now, that's important. We've got to get the speed thing tied to the depth thing. We've got to get the height thing tied to the depth thing, because if you don't dig deep, the height is going to get you or the speed is going to get you. So what humility does is it brings a healthy perspective. And so let's just spell it out. I want to take the the word humility. And so for the H, we're going to use the word healthy. It is recognizing who I am without God while understanding who I am with God. So the H in humility, it keeps you healthy because you recognize who you are without God. Without God, none of this would happen. Let's not pretend without God, this would not be occurring. But what is going on here is the fact that that because of God, things can happen. And so without God, I understand who I am. And so you have a healthy perspective of yourself. The U stands for understand who gets the credit. See, humility says, I don't have to compete with you. Just think of how much time you would free up in your life if you were not competing with other people. If you didn't feel the need to be better than someone, to beat somebody, just think of all the energy you would free up, all the effort you would free up. All of that would happen because you understand who gets the credit. Ultimately, I don't get the credit. You don't get the credit. God gets the credit. See, competing creates pride. Competing creates pride. So humility, you have a healthy perspective. Uh, The you, you understand who gets the credit. And then the M, make God your priority. See, humility is vertical control. I'm where God wants me to be. 
See, in everyone's life, there are these dimensions. You have vertical control and you have horizontal control, side to side and up to down. Well, humility is that up and down control. It keeps you where you are in control because I'm where God wants me to be. The I stands for invest in others. Who have you helped? See, when you help other people, it's the game changer. When you help other people, it changes everything. So who have you helped? And then you begin to understand that you have to go beyond humility and you have to begin to have that you live with integrity that you begin to live with integrity. See, take your eyes off the scoreboard and win on the inside instead of just the outside. You begin to win on the inside instead of, instead of just the outside. And another part of this is you begin to inspire. When you begin to humble yourself, it inspires God to begin to lift you up. That's what the Bible says. So you have these words. The H stands for healthy perspective. The U stands for understand who gets the credit. The M stands for God is your priority. The I stands for uh, invest in others. The L stands for you live with integrity. You get your eyes off the scoreboard and then you get to your place that you begin to inspire God. And what does it say there? It says that if you humble yourself, that God will begin to lift you up. And then the why refers to yield to the Holy Spirit. Just yield to him. Have a humble heart. Don't grieve him. Yield to him. Now, that's humility spelled out. But let's take it a little bit clearer. Humility gives you certain abilities. And those abilities are profound in leadership. And here are the abilities that humility gives you. Humility enhances your ability to listen to others. It's profound. Humility gives you the ability to listen to others. I know you're just sitting there and you're saying, there's got to be more than that. I want you to realize what this is saying. Humility enhances your ability to listen to others. And what that means is you don't have to always have the last word. You don't always have to have the last word. See, you can listen now. You can listen to what God's saying. You can listen to what other people are saying. And what it does is it enhances your ability to listen because no longer am I trying to figure out how can I have the last word in every conversation, in every event, in every circumstance. So humility gives you the ability to listen. Next, humility enhances your ability to learn. It enhances your ability to learn. 
Why does humility enhance your ability to learn? Because it gives you this quality. You don't think you know it all when you're humble. See, prideful people think they're the smartest person in the room. Prideful people think they've got it all figured out. Prideful people think they know how to do everything. But what humility does is it puts you in a learning posture because you don't think you know it all. I mean, how much fun is it to hang around somebody who thinks they've got all the answers? That no matter how profound anyone else is, no matter how much someone else can articulate a thought or a value, they have all the answers. But see, what humility does is it moves your life, that you listen because you don't have to have the last word, and you learn because you don't think that you know it all. Another thing, humility enhances your ability to get along with others. Humility improves your relationships. It makes your relationships better, not just with a few, but with everyone. Why? You don't have to compete with others. We talked about this. Competing always leads to pride. See, if I have to beat you, I can't listen to you. If I have to beat you, I can't learn from you. When I'm competing with you, I've got to win and you have to lose. But who wants to be in a relationship where you always have to be the one who's losing to somebody? Humility enhances your ability to get along with others because you don't have to compete with them. Another thing that humility does is humility reminds you that getting to the top is hard. Humility reminds you that any progress that you make, that it took a whole lot of digging to keep going up. Remember, you can't stand tall without digging deep. And most people want to focus on speed versus depth. Humility reminds you that getting to the top is hard. But here's the reason it reminds you that. Because humility lets you know that getting to the bottom is easy. It's easy to get to the bottom. We watch it all the time. That's what the Bible warns us of. Watch where you stand talking about pride, lest you fall. Getting to the bottom happens at max velocity, terminable velocity, 125 miles an hour when you step off the ledge of a building. When you fall suddenly, you're going to create a speed going down that you never could create going up. Humility reminds you that getting to the top is hard, but getting to the bottom is easy. And then humility gives you another thought. Humility reminds us we're not as important as we think, but neither are we as bad as we feel. Humility just grabs you. And it says, don't get all big and bad, but also don't live sad. 
See, humility puts perspective. We're not as important as we think, nor are things as bad as we feel. The wonderful thing about humility is it's a perspective. We talked about it. The H in humility, a healthy perspective. The U in humility, understanding who gets the credit. The M in humility, making God the priority. The I in humility, investing in others. The L in humility, living with integrity. And then the I in integrity. That you begin to have that ability to begin to manage. I'm going back because I didn't highlight that when I said, take your eyes off the scoreboard, that was the T in humility. That you've got to take your eyes off the scoreboard. And the Y is yield to the Holy Spirit. So humility is the key to the realization that there are times where we're wrong. Just realizing and admitting, my bad, I'm wrong. That's what humility is. Humility is repentance, knowing that we need to react when we've done wrong. That's what humility is. And the humility is reached so that we can learn what to do after we repent. So humility is the realization that I can be wrong. Humility is the repentance when I know that I've done something wrong to say, I want to do something right. And humility is the reach so that we learn what to do after we repent so we don't replicate the other problems. See, the world measures greatness by how many people you have serving you. God measures greatness by how many people you serve. How do you get from one side of that equation to another? It's called humility. The world measures greatness by how many people serve you, but God measures greatness by how many people you serve. I want to conclude again with spelling humility out. The H stands for a healthy perspective. The U stands for who gets the credit. The M stands for make God your priority. The I stands for invest in others. And you begin to invest in them. And then live so that you have integrity. And then the I is the being inspired by God. And the T is take your eyes off the scoreboard. And the Y is just yield your life to God. I hope you get that. The longer I do this, the more I sense the need to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. I pray that you do that because I do think that is the key to doing this a long time. 
Let me remind you, February 2nd, Puyallup, Washington, February 27th, that's going to be in Orlando, Florida. March 5th, that's going to be in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Thank you for everything. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com. 